Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Josh Snyder. Josh is a local golf pro in Louisville, Kentucky. And also, he is a one of my yoga partners, you know, as we call it, Broga. We go to Hot Yoga Louisville, see each other almost every day in there. So, a friend of mine from yoga, really. Appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by my yoga buddy. I have Josh Snyder in studio with me. Josh, how are you today? Broga. I love it, man. I'm doing great. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. We were having some pretty uh, interesting conversation prior to starting to record. And I said, let's just start recording. Cause a lot of times it's, you know, stuff that I, I at least enjoy discussing. Right. So the whole premise of the podcast, I think I told you the other day is as long as, as long as we enjoy the conversation right. and it's fascinating. You had said you podcasted in the past. I have I, in, in had a, um, probably about two years ago. Okay. Uh, I had about 40 episodes, 45 okay. episodes. Really? We were doing it in studio and it was called loopers for life. I uh, did it with a guy who worked for me who does a lot of this style of production, Tile Grace Industries, um, and marketing, I believe, or something like that. He built a studio. Him and I would just really talk golf. And we were all the way up until uh, the Live Tour, Kelly. And as soon as when The like, Live Tour? Well, I'm not familiar. <laughs> well, I don't follow Tour golf that close. The, I mean, okay. I, I like golf. i do not right. real familiar with it. Live Tour? The Live Tour is just the Saudi-based uh, tour that is throwing all the money and just try to change the professional game. And there was, you know, Phil Mickelson being the alpha dog of the PGA Tour, fresh off the PGA Championship win at, you know, Kiowa. And, and so he's got major credentials coming after 50, right? So how much has... leaves and goes and starts his tour and everybody starts getting paid as they should in a professional environment. You know, and so whereas the PGA Tour used to just be like, hey, you got to earn your earn what you what you shoot. And so if you don't shoot well, you don't earn. And, you know, so they've changed the PGA game in that sense. And, you know, they're changing, you know, they're blood washing 
every uh, sport money throughout all sports. I mean, you know, and I don't know if it's hit jujitsu yet, but I mean, it's hit know, boxing for sure. Yeah, and then definitely UFC too. Yeah, yeah, true MMA. Yeah, 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 MMA, certainly, yeah. Certainly, I mean, I've seen has. it over on there. And, and but I the paydays in boxing in Saudi are just wild, right? Like crazy shit, right? Yeah, I could only imagine. MMA, I mean, UFC just hasn't caught up for whatever reason because well, there's still the monopoly, I guess, of the UFC that's involved, really. But, I mean, you know, the, the blood-washing concept of the Saudis and how it's related to golf. And, I mean, you know, the le- the Live Tour started from that. And, okay, and, I'm not familiar so with that. I'm not familiar with that. They've had a lot of key players go that way. So, long story short. What is the blood-washing? Well, that is where they spend all the Saudis, they call that blood-washing money or something like that, where they spend a lot of their oil money, whatever, and put it into sports propagandas and bring everybody in and – I've watched a special on it, but I mean, you know, it's it's across the world in anything. Sure, right? I mean, you know, and so uh, their money's everywhere, so you can't really just say it. So a lot of people took that line, and basically the PGA tours kind of went to another way. The point of this story was that all the excitement in the golf world happened, and my podcast ended. And right. so, I mean, right you when know, it should have been, right when it should have been, and I don't have a setup like this. I mean, looking at your setup, I mean, you know, these professional earpieces right here. I mean, you got it's easy. color you should, cord. You should get the stuff at your house because you buy this Roadcaster <sighs> yeah. for about 600 bucks is what I paid well, in 2019. Yeah. Then each one of these headsets is like 100 or something. Right. But then there's no other overhead. Well, here's the great thing. I mean, you know, you and I, we, we open up that we've done, um, you know, yoga together for what last few years, anyways, Correct. for sure. Pretty much as much as you can and as much as I can. Um, know each other on Facebook, but never really sat down and had a conversation or a beer together. True. And so for this to come into your studio and see this, and this be the first time knowing that, you know, you've had what, 700 and. Yeah, 722 I mean, episodes. How long you been doing this, bro? Uh, I, this podcast started in 2017. I started podcasting in 2011. Okay. And I hosted the weekend sports buzz. It was like a basketball. I was the Louisville guy. My buddy Tyler Bloyd right. was the, the uh, Kentucky guy. We'd get drunk as shit every Thursday night, argue with each other. <laughs> right. Um, and it was fun. I, I, a couple sports times. Sports Buzz had a website too, didn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, I remember that because, I mean, you know, the Ragone and Padgett show. Yep, yep. So so, so what happened was my name's Ryan Dugan. Ryan Kelly Dugan is my legal name. Right, In about 2011, my buddy Phil Denny, they owned the Big Blue Bar. Him and his dad owned the Big Blue Country Bar years ago. But anyways, Phil Denny introduced me to a guy named Dugan Ryan. Right. My name's Ryan Dugan. His name's Dugan Ryan. He's like, you're not going to believe this. Coincidentally, I had always wanted to um, pursue, uh, you know, podcasting and things like that. Right. Um, and I think I had already started podcasting <laughs> in a basement of Matt McCarthy's. I had, I had already started right. podcasting at that right. time. So I met him. Yeah. And then we had a little connection. He's a great guy. Have you met yeah. Dugan? Oh, I know Dugan well. I assumed. Yeah. I was yeah, guessing. I know Dugan. Uh, he... Uh, he is somebody that I befriended from a mutual friend Okay, back when all that stuff before the internet, you know, you would just, you know, send emails and had a group email thread and you would just talk about sports all the time. And oh. He was right there. And, and, you know, and Dugan is a diehard U, U of L fan. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, at that point in time, you know, I said the Black Pigeons, you know, they called U of L the Black Pigeons because uh, just with their new uniforms and everything, they were doing that. And he, he, 
took it very personal and he typed it back to me and said, you wouldn't say that behind the keyboard. <laughs> and I never met the man, right? He's fucking big. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that where this story is, is headed. Yeah, that is, so the very first time I met him, I went up and introduced myself. I was like, hey, man, aren't you the Black Pigeon? And he was already on he the remember. radio. Oh, yeah, he knew who I was. And, and uh, I mean, you know, he's just such a big dude who is really – warm-hearted, you know, and had had the sports marketing thing down. A hundred percent. And and so I met him. Um, he, I think he listened to one of my podcasts, and then he said, you know, we've got an opening on the weekend right. for me to do a show on his station, right. which at the time, and still, is 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, WXVW, the big X. Let's see. <laughs> um, and so I did that for about eight years. I think from about 2012 through 2020, every Sunday... From 9 to 11, I was on air. Yeah. For eight eight years. Yeah. And you've had, I mean, you went from the sports world to into some of the other things. So then slowly. Now, like right yep. now, well, let me ask you this. When you do, interview me. I love when, it. Yeah, I, I know it. When, when did podcasting really just take off? For me? Yes. No. When did in it? In general. Oh, good question. Yeah. I think the Joe Rogan experience and Adam Carolla were some of the early ones. So I'd say 2008 or nine. Okay. I and mean, then, we, now I know they existed before then, but I right. think that's when they started to so pick up. So then the phones start coming all out, and then Apple and Spotify. And so really, you know, you go back to 2017 when you started this one right there. How many podcasts were out there? Uh, a bunch, but not as much as there is today. Right. So so the the, the um, it's an interesting thing because, you know, if you decide to run with it like I have – for like a lifelong hobby. Mm-hmm. I just record an episode about whatever the fuck I want to. You know, there's an MMA fighter who managed a strip club in Northern Kentucky named Daryl Ray. And I mean, he, he, no, I've I had him not. on the show a lot. You need to know about this guy. <laughs> He's Darryl a bad Ray. motherfucker. Daryl right. fucking Ray. Right. Okay. <laughs> I've interviewed him many times. Okay. Um, He's a character. If you really, if people really search hard out there, there's, uh, videos of and you know, all sorts MMA of sexual world yes. in the UFC world there's got to be a lot of characters I mean characters you know, basically right. but even on the local yeah. level I yeah, focused right. I guess more Daryl Ray's a local guy right. a lot of serious right. more serious martial artists don't like that I hide him right <laughs> yeah but tell me about Daryl Ray he's got a great name he's fucking awesome his father Lenneth Ray created a martial art in the 70s, uh, inspired by Bruce Lee, mostly it's called Obasutai, and it's an all-inclusive karate-based martial art. Daryl Ray took to it. He now has taught it. He's went through some ups and downs. He lost his job at the strip club, and um, but he's doing relatively well. I think he's working in. He worked for the Bengals for a couple seasons in the kitchen <laughs> after the strip and, club. <laughs> yeah, he worked for Bengals a couple seasons in the kitchen. Oh, man. So, so he's a character, and I could elaborate, but he's he he admitted. <laughs> I don't think he'd mind me saying this. He right. admitted on the podcast on air, bisexual. Oh, Daryl Ray yeah, is? Yeah, so, yeah, well, yeah, He that. has lived a life then. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. This he's a very is... debaucherous guy. Right. I saw he was recently engaged to a woman, so, I mean, he still likes women. There you go. Um, but Daryl Ray. Ray's a character. I guess my point is I, I've just taken it to whatever the hell intrigues me. Right. And so let me ask you this then. I mean, going back to Dugan Ryan. Love it. Right. Uh, how to become Kelly Patrick from yeah, Ryan Dugan? From Ryan Dugan. He, I mean, Ryan Kelly Dugan is your name, right? That's my. I mean, first like, name. how many how many aliases do you have, bro? Well, um, <laughs> my Catholic confirmation name is Patrick. Okay, so I'm Ryan okay. Kelly Patrick Patrick Dugan is my full name. Okay. So I did. Dugan was hosting a show at the time. He didn't. He didn't ask me to. He right. actually, when I started going by my middle name, he was like, "What? Why are you doing that? I don't get that." And that's fine. Yeah. You know, I was working in a bank. 
Okay. At the time, PNC Bank over off uh, Anchorage Pee Wee Valley exit. And um, I was saying some dumb shit on the podcasts at the mm-hmm. time. Drunk. Telling stories about myself that I shouldn't have. Dumb shit. So I wanted to kind of hide my identity a little bit. There you go. So I started going bye-bye, Kelly. Yeah. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. And how old were you at that time? Not that young, really. I'm 40 now, so let's see. That was, <laughs> that was, that was like a 30-ish type. Um, well, that was still young, man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's still young. No, 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 no. That was more like um, probably... 26. And when'd you go all in on uh, martial arts? Good question. Yeah, I, I, I always loved boxing. You're interviewing me. This is great. I always loved boxing. So I told Dugan Ryan early I liked boxing. I wanted my niche to kind of be boxing. Right. So I would come on Sunday mornings. Canelo or Floyd fought the night before. We'd review it. That was kind of the... And so did you take that onto the air? Through, yeah, I could through. do it. Dugan gave me all sorts of uh, right. uh, oh, yeah. creative He's, flexibility. Do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah no, know, and, and that's like, why it was good. John many, Renshaw, right. uh, Trevor Kelsey, all those guys. How many careers that guy really started? Great. I mean, Zach you know, McWright, tons of right. them. Right, we can talk about the Black Pigeon all we want. I mean, that is a good dude right there. Agreed, right. 100%. And he never gave me any shit for any of the crazy stuff. I think one time, one of my callers who would always call, and I know who he is, right. say some like... Uh, pretty offensive shit. I think he said something real bad about Serena Williams on air. And we got a caller. Some woman happened to be listening and contacted Dugan complaining about it. So that was my one experience. And Dugan was like, hey, you guys, you know. Yeah, right. He, he, was, he wasn't mad at me. He was like, hey, you know, what was it that was said? And it was kind of borderline racist, to be well, honest. I, I, mean, I, you, I, you know, it was. That, he, was he, that was the time, I think, mean, you know, where there was a lot of Wild Wild West on the air. I mean, you know, and they were all coming to the cable format and you know i can just remember doing the dave ragone show uh, okay you did the day yeah Yeah. i would come in there and be the guest golf professional would you i love that i love that and i would say something but i mean you know the greatest thing is i'm sitting at the table with two of the greatest sports legends in kentucky yeah in the history of it Uh, so we haven't done this yet right what is your career (laughs) introduce yourself (laughs) hey my name is josh snyder (laughs) i've been doing yoga with you for a little while other than the yoga other than the yoga well we're gonna talk yoga i mean we're here to talk yoga right i mean you know um pigeon poses is what i'm talking about um but josh snyder director of instruction at the golf academy which is in persimmon ridge we also have a facility in linden it's an indoor facility um it's located in the office building right next to where Bellarmine University's golf uh, team has their practice facility. So, um, been blessed. Been a, from Louisville. Um, Male. Male High School. Graduated from the, you know, Old Brook and Breck downtown. What and sports did you play in high school? I played football all the way up until I got hurt, and then I was a scrub and discovered everything wrong in life. But you always played golf. Yes, I was always around golf. I didn't start playing golf until when I got hurt. And then I, when I got scrubbed out and um, just went through those last two years, I kind of gravitated to golf and then started caddying and had a summer caddying right right before my senior year that basically I just went all in on that. And by the time, um, time I got my associate's degree here, at UK on Broadway at the old JCC. Yep. Um, I got one of those. Yeah, the UK on Broadway. I tell people all the time. I was like, I had tickets to every home game. You know, I have my deg- my UK on Bro- my JCC uh, associate's degree. I have my degree actually somewhere. Right. Yeah, I somewhere too. But anyways, I told my dad that I wanted to get in the golf professional, and he had me go uh, talk to one of the guys that he played with because he's he's always been a really good player and um, has played a long time, and that was over at Charlie Vetner. 
Yep. And uh, so I got started for a guy named Carl Owen and worked at the right t- right place, right time. I mean, basically, uh, Ryan, I had, um, I think it was my second year, and Tiger Woods blew up, and we had oh. 300 juniors. And so, I mean, we had the biggest Isn't junior that wild program, ha- right? Okay. So, ju- had the biggest junior program, and so I've always so it was done – yeah, it was 96-ish. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 97, I think. 96, 97. Okay. And um, I always had a uh, uh, really big kind of growth from that because, I mean, I went and ran a junior program for Mike Thomas over at Harmony Landing, which was my first private club experience. Uh, obviously, Mike's uh, – uh, he's Justin's father, Justin Thomas, who you know nobody here about golf or whatever. But uh, Justin, at least a know that name. Yeah, he's yeah. a professional golfer. One of the very best Saint in the world. And he, one of the best in the world. Oldham right? County's proud to say he's from there. I guess. There you go. Yep. I mean, you're an Oldham County native, so you should know him. Uh, but at that point in time, Mike was a. Uh, he's the only master professional in Kentucky. He was the president of the Kentucky section. Justin was a little kid. I went there to work at a private club just so I could try to get to be a head professional. Um, from that experience, went to Louisville Country Club, did the same thing. So I had about three and a half summers of that. And then I was a head professional by the time I was 29 at Oxmoor Country Club. Very and, cool. Yeah. Okay. So ran Oxmoor Country Club for about 16 years. Half of them were great. Half of them were dog years. Uh, had fleas, you know. And uh, But outside of that, uh, just truly blessed. And then fast forward life decisions and just kind of – didn't want to do the everyday grind, which I really love, which is, you know, seven days a week in golf because it's every day. And then when you're at a private club, um, it's every day. And uh, so my mom passed away, and oh. I was just like, you know what, man, let's just let's just teach. And that's all I did. So I, I started an academy seven years ago. I guess it was 2017 when we really – or 2016 when the – golf academy got started but i started about eight years ago today really and you've been doing that that same thing ever you deserve every day and i uh say to people often in yoga if i see you in there every day that's a indicator at least to me in my brain that you've got relatively good like work-life balance right well let me ask you this i mean like how long you've been practicing yoga yeah my mom got me into it i'm 40 now my mom got me doing hot yoga betsy's at age 16? 16. I think so. What's that wow, mean? 24, 24 years? Now, that doesn't mean I'm that good. I no. think men have, we are a little different than the females, right? <laughs> Man, dude, it's yeah, 100% different than females in there. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just it's I'm not surviving saying... advance right in there. And you do you do any other yoga, right? No, I do not. Nope. Should I call you Ryan or Kelly on this? Kelly's good. It, I'm going to call matter. you Kelly on Ke- this Ke- thing, My man. wife calls me Kelly. It's All the right. podcast name. It doesn't really it matter. Is. Some it people not. do All come right. on and call me... Um, Dugan. You call me Dugan? I get <laughs> right. called Dugan, get, Ryan, yeah, yeah. Kelly. I'm I, I go with Kelly. If I meet someone in Louisville and they know Dugan Ryan, I find out real quickly. Right. And then I tell them that exact same story I just told on air. <laughs> How many times have you told just that story? Just like two, just a lot. That's all right. Yeah. You never told it on air though, right? Probably. All right. There yes, you go. Yes, it's yes, been a long yes, time, yes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got 700 podcasts. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. but so my you, point earlier, some of the podcasts are just, I don't want to say stupid because right. all art is art. Right. That is <laughs> you know, some of it will be just straight lowbrow fucking it's around. Like, it's kind of like us in the yoga studio. Yeah. All, our, all art is art. No, uh, exactly. 24 years, man. So do you practice any other yoga? Because, I mean, you know, I pretty... 
I pretty much just do Bikram. How, yeah, how, what got you to Bikram? Good, good well, this, my wife did. Okay. Yeah, so I've did. only done Bikram, to be honest. Right. Only. And I don't even really do it with... My wife does it at home all the time. Right. For some reason, I'm good with going, checking out, and doing that exact uh, class. I'm, lately, I've done some vinyasa, but regardless, I go in, as long as I do it there in the studio. Right. That's all I do. Yeah, right. You don't do it. You don't practice it. If you're on vacation, you don't want to... I go, go to out. studios there. We were in Nashville last weekend. Right? My wife and I, Yanni, who's with me, you know, most yeah. days at the studio, her and I both went two days to a studio in uh, Donald. I think it was called Donaldson Hot Yoga, which Donaldson, we also went to the Andrew Jackson uh, mansion, and Donaldson was the last name of Andrew Jackson's wife, so her, you know, maiden name. Oh, but yeah. Donaldson Hot Yoga. She was the fourth cousin. <laughs> Is that right? Fourth guy had to be, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fourth guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like Back then, especially. Oh, my God. I could only imagine. We didn't say that on air. No, we'll talk later. I okay. mean, we got okay. we to we pace ourselves right here. You asked Kelly. me a question earlier. You, you asked me a question well, earlier. Oh, the, well, here's the question. My, my answer is my wife got me there, you know, going back to when I started practicing yoga. It was 2010. I ran the mini marathon that year, and I started doing yoga on demand and was doing all the little flows and the little uh, – the Asian lady who is awesome that she's on PBS. I can't remember her name. I don't know. Oh, she's on PBS at really? six in the morning. And so, like, I would go for a run, come home, do some of the Yanni, or no, Yanni's your wife. Uh, mm-hmm. What is her name? Anyways, um, you know, do, would do that. And so, finally, you know, Michelle, she has started doing some yoga and, and went to Betsy's, you know, and she was like, hey, you ought to go do this. You like, you would like it. And I went, and really, two things happened. One, it was hot, and I loved it because of the discipline and just the heat. I mean, you know, and, 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 and the structure of it. I mean, I just – the very first thing, I knew it. And then the second thing was like, man, I don't know if I'm mature enough to be in here, though. <laughs> I mean, and so, you know, it's just because you're just like everywhere. And then knowing how hot it is, I mean, your mind can wonder yeah. real quick. And, I mean, and you know, and you can lose tasks. But as you do more and more of the practice, the discipline – of it and those you know those 26 postures you just come right back to it and i love it uh, it's the greatest thing ever i mean like of all the sports and everything that you know i've done in my life and been fortunate to be around you know no doubt it is the greatest practice of your body that you can do i regularly do boxing so i do like striking boxing sparring Normally Wednesdays, a little bit Thursdays and Sundays. Right. Um, and I train jujitsu a few days a week too also, so we live spar in that. If I could only choose one physical activity to do the rest of my life, it would be hot yoga. I, now, I fucking love the other stuff. Right. I'm not trying to give that up. That's right. fucking fun. Right. But I think for like feeling good, yoga is where it's at. Well, it's amazing. I mean, what your body feels like. So what does it feel like when you don't do yoga? That's my oh, question. Oh, yeah. Tell me tell me about it. Now, now we're in Broga conversation this is what I'm here for. Not here to promote golf. Not here to promote <laughs> basketball. Or I mean, yeah. like, let's talk. Hot Yoga Louisville. Shout out to Emily. Yeah, hey, K- shout out K- to K- them. I mean, yeah. that's my studio right there. I mean, you know. It's a do, great hey, studio. She's made, fan. I mean, it was already a great studio, and she's made great improvements to it. Um, it is, I love it. That's Hot Yoga Louisville located right off the 
Waterston Expressway, St. Matthew's exit. There's a Thornton's right there. Yeah. I'm sure many people listening know where that I is. Think it but says entrance in the rear. Yep, it says. Yep, yep, it does say that. It also says, I think Betsy's hot yoga still. I don't. Does it? I think it says Betsy somewhere. Well, technically, she, she's uh, the yoga goddess. I mean, you know, and I mean, how long have your your mom practiced? Yeah, my mom's been practicing. Right. I think my mom got hit by. I think I was a, a freshman in high school. My mom got was riding a bicycle. She's always been a health nut. Right. She got hit by a, a mail truck and like almost died. Yeah. And so then she like started to. They, like, at one point it said she wouldn't walk again and stuff like that. So she, like, got back into the yoga and that type of stuff. And so that brought us to yoga. Yeah. And how cool is that to practice with your mom? Very cool. I did a class with her today. Yeah. Uh, um, I was next to her today screwing around. She, I will, I hate to do this, but she was taking a hair tie and she was flicking it at our, her friend Pat, mm-hmm. who was next to us yeah. in the middle of the class. I think that was very immature. Oh, is that right? I hate to report her like that. Well, you just did. I, I mean, you, know, you just, I mean, yeah. I mean, in that, there's she needs no to grow fun. Up. <laughs> there's no fun allowed at Bikram either. You're not allowed to smile. No, it is you're kind not, of. Hey, a- you're, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have a good time. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, when you look back at it and you look at the guys, you know, right next to us, right? And you talk oh, about, awesome like, you, your story about your mom. I mean, like, I would have never known. And, you know, and then she starts practicing Bikram yoga and somehow, some way, whether it's from the physical side of the body or the mental side of, you know, the feel good, because I mean, you know, that's really what I have found is that, you know, all the feel good comes from knowing that your lungs spinning over your heart. Oh yeah. You knowing that your liver is going this way. And yeah. I mean, you know, and that's going that way. And then and literally after you get done, it takes about 30 minutes before you kind of feel your center. It's interesting. You know, um, my wife like had an emotional day last week and she said she was doing yoga. And at the end of it, she like just didn't even realize she kind of started crying Mm -hmm. in there. So they do say that during classes that sometimes it kind of uh, brings like somehow some emotional, you know, whatever's going on inside of you. It it mixes it up somehow. I don't know exactly how I know it's good shit going on. Right. Well, I mean, you know, and then you feel that, but then, I mean, you know, back row, you got a guy like Charlie. Oh yeah. Who's right next to his. I mean, you know, he's 73 years old. You got, you know, Louis, uh, Louis, Louis was in there today. Yeah. And Louis had a liver transplant. Yep. Shout out to Louis. Yeah, he, he liver shot, transplant. Like shot. over 20 years that ago. Guy, he had a li- Louis, that guy liver is a freaking Broga legend. I mean, like he should have a Broga hall of fame, right? There. I like how he, he participates in the music. Oh, uh, he see again. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not allowed unless you're Louis. Louis you gets know, an exception. It, yes. Louis is an exception there of being able to patent and, and, and enjoy himself while he's doing yoga. Because I mean, you know, like you just reported your mom. I hate to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you I did. I do hate to. Yeah, you did. But she did. That yeah. will need to be addressed. <laughs> Definitely. My, my mom's friend, Pat Hudson, actually. Funny story. I Oh, so I had a visectomy reversal last year. Come into yoga. Funny story. Yeah, right. too quick. I came back in, rushed it. They said 10 days. So I did exactly 10 days after the surgery. Back in hot yoga, I fainted. Right. I literally blacked out. Like, out, out. Right. <laughs> I wake up. Every person in the whole room, including my wife, is standing above me. And my my buddy David Hudson's mom, my mom's best friend Pat Hudson from childhood, talked to her today. Seventy year old nurse, love her. Right, she's in there all the time, um, and she's standing above me. She's looking at me, and I knew she was a nurse. I think I heard her say, "You know, I'm a nurse. I, I know him." And I was like, "Holy shit!" There's. It took me a minute. It was a real trippy experience. Oh yeah. There's Pat. I know her. What the hell? It like legit took me a minute to come to, but I came to. Uh, everything I was fine. I had one of those. I had a, and he's 
all-time favorite yoga teacher. I mean, you know, he's he's definitely up there with Betsy. I mean, he's probably number two. Tom Keenan used to teach over okay. at, yep. with Betsy, had his own yoga studio out in, off Westport Road, went into Frankfurt, also does Tai Chi. I mean, but anyways, you know, he said, one, don't use your man muscles. Mm, I, okay, I've heard that type <laughs> thing. You know, yeah, and yeah. he, you know, because we talked about that earlier. You know, different when you go in we're there, different yeah. animals. And and yeah, he was like, just don't use your man. But he was like, you're gonna look around, you're gonna see that. He was like, you can't do that. He was like, just just try to survive in there. Almost like let the masculine thing go while you're in this room <laughs> entirely. Right. And I've had many bad yoga stories that we could talk about, or you know, great yoga stories. Either way, they're all great because I'm standing here talking to you right now. Um, but one of which was I was kind of having an experience like you were, and I don't, I didn't faint, but I was like right at the end, uh, I kind of like blacked out a little bit, like in a sense I was just laying there and just enjoying my sabasana, right? And I look up and kind of got sweat because I'm sweating, dripping everywhere, and Tom's walking around. And I like looks like he's baptizing people with water, man. I mean, like, and and I just hear this weird noise all the way through the whole class, right? Don't really know what's going on. It's an instructed class, whatnot. But I see him doing this, and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes over by me, and he's got a Tibetan singing bow, and he wasn't sprinkling water. I thought he was sprinkling like baptizing. You know, he had long hair and everything, and just you know, trippy, hallucinant. Because I mean, you know, sometimes you feel like that. No, you do feel. Uh, back yeah. when I was younger, I, I you know I had experimented with things like marijuana and even mushrooms many years ago, of course. Right. But to right. have that You're time, wiser now. Yeah, yeah. I moved past that. Right. Um, but to uh, there is some similarities between the trippiness when you're you're coming in and out of um, opening your eyes. You're that hot. Maybe the humidity. It's not just the heat. It's the humidity. Right. And it can <laughs> get to I, you. Well, when when it, when there's a lot of people in there, it can. Sure. Sure. And I mean, that's like, but again, I think that's one of the great things. About that's it. what we sign up for. Yeah, that's right. And you learn how to breathe. And then, I mean, how much does it affect the way that you teach martial arts you were asking me earlier so i, I was going to get to it uh with when i started training so in 2014 dugan ryan started sending me local boxing guests so i'm tying this back to that oh yeah dugan ryan started sending me <laughs> the local boxing coming back yep and he started sending me Dorico murray carlo kellum joe shirley local boxing promoters to promote local boxing shows so i would interview them on the weekend sports buzz with i think greg brahm maybe yeah. uh and you know dugan had that tv show so i remember i interviewed Dorico murray and carlo kellum and i think uh a couple young boxers so anyways i started doing that a little bit more for the radio show started adding people on facebook as friends so facebook really played a big role in this oh I'm yeah being honest uh started adding facebook friends within the commission community I met the commissioner. I was always sitting cage side. They actually got me to do judging. I started being, a, I've been a judge for many boxing and MMA events in Kentucky. Um, um, they, they, I got involved with them. And then because the boxing community is linked to the MMA community, I started meeting some of them and they started inviting me to those shows. So I started adding more people on Facebook, added a guy named Scott Smith. Okay. 2014, March of 2014, just like a, just like the manliest man in the history of the world would do. I thought jujitsu sounded intriguing, so I signed my son up for it to see if he would get hurt first. So he, my son did jujitsu for two years prior to me and my daughter. And how old was he? 
My son started at age four. Uh, so, so if he gets hurt first. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, it looks, <laughs> sounds four cool. Years old. I'll throw him in there. And yeah, then at four years old, here it goes. Honestly, boy. I never considered, uh, this is how great my mom is. I never considered me training at all. They didn't try to push it on me at the academy. I was bringing my kid in there for a martial arts class. I didn't even know shit about jujitsu. Right. Like I didn't follow MMA at all. Right. Um, but then I went through a divorce and my mom, Heidi, it's so fucking great. She signed me up for me to train. She made the decision, didn't ask me, and she was paying for it. Signed me up without asking me. Wow. I was pissed because yeah. I was like broke. I had a bunch of debt through my divorce. I was very stressed out about money and shit right then. Right. And I was pissed at my mom, but in hindsight, it was pretty fucking cool. So in May of 2016, I took my first um, jujitsu class. And you've done this professionally too. I mean, you know. And- I, I guess I technically got paid for a, uh, a grappling <laughs> match. Right. It was kind of a silly little thing. My buddy and I, I got paid a hundred bucks. Hey, a hundred dollars though, right? Yeah. And it's fun. You know, it, and I do get paid to teach kids jujitsu and I get paid to teach. I taught an adult jujitsu class this morning that I get paid to teach. So jujitsu, uh-huh. you said that kind of, why, why'd you choose that martial art over just some of the other ones? There's I mean, you know, someone you named you kinda- Gina Elliott is the probably highest ranked jujitsu practitioner female in the state of Kentucky. She lives in Richmond with her husband, Scott Elliott. They own AFS 10th Planet Richmond. And I did commentary for an MMA event with her in 2014. Mm-hmm. I didn't know shit about MMA. They had me doing commentary because I was like, being funny or I, you know, I, I, maybe I hosted a show and I was trying to follow it. Yeah. You do commentary. I got drunk. Didn't know what I was talking about. I, you can go listen to it. It sounds horrible for me, but I was on there with Gina Elliott. Right. And she was like, just calmly. She could tell I was drunk. She calmly. Okay. So the takedown outside trip over to look top side control. Look, he's going to neon belly. All right. What the guy on the bottom wants to do is get the, the knee across. He wants to switch here to where she's he gets the hips over here and get into half guard. When they have the half guard, what they want to do is they want to go up here. And, and I was like thinking at first, my, my dumb ass, I was like, sounds like she, maybe she's faking some of this or, you know, I was like, what the hell's going on? No way she knows all these details about what's going on. Cause it just looks like people just you know, right. fighting. I never thought about it. So that prompted me to believe the jujitsu. And then everybody was telling me that jujitsu is where it's at. Right. So Scott Smith advertised on Facebook, check out my kids jujitsu class. Here's the address. I was like, Holy shit. My zip code's 40299. This guy's at 40299 zip code J town close to me. I lived over there at the time, signed right. my son up. And that's how I got into awesome, Gracie jujitsu of Kentucky that's how I was sold on it being the most. Now, I will say, I think boxing is pretty important, too, if you're going to actually fight. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Definitely. I mean, you know, when you watch the UFC side, and, and I have a hard time watching it, Fair. but, you know, uh, because I just, you know, I do not like to watch somebody just get beat up. Fair. I don't mind watching a boxing match, but when I do watch the UFC, the guys that can do the martial arts and then just bam and hit you with a hard punch, those are the guys that win. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, because they 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 knock them down and then they so get the striking's a part of it. You're yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, just that strike. And I mean, and, and kind of going back, I mean, you know, you went all in, learned, started training, doing everything uh, with jujitsu, and and again, where is the Bikram practice beneficial for? You know, you're just daily job. This is good. You should yeah. host your own podcast. Um, <laughs> I did for a while. You should I, go back to it. I, well, Buy this I got, roadcaster. I well, I know it. I, I, you can like, do it at home. This is my house. I'm I know. We got, we got like five more minutes in Josh Snyder World 36. Or, no. <laughs> so so how it's helped me with jujitsu is definitively it helps me stay on the mats. Jujitsu can fuck your back up. Okay. 
I, I to be honest, I got my neck fucked up a little bit this morning. Okay. Um, you're How wrestling another grown man. Yeah, you're just wrestling, right? <laughs> like sometimes they're big. Right. I mean, I, someone comes in six five two fifty. I'm the guy who outranks him. Right. I'm not going to just not roll with him. Right. Right. Yeah. I, and not only that, I'm expected to submit him. Right. Because <laughs> you outrank him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's the. Just I can the beneficial of like what your mom did, you know, coming from a bike ride, you know, that guy uh, that lost his arm that came in. Oh, we yeah. Went to that Michael Fine. Michael yep. Fine. Yep. Michael I mean, Fine. You know, Great stuff. What an unbelievable story that he told. You what? know, you see like, you know, Louie, you see the other guy, Charlie, you know, that comes with his wife, Linda. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. You know, he could not touch his toes. He I, he told me that he had a calcium buildup in his bones to where he never was had the ability to, like, get his hands past his knees. I've never even heard of that. And then this guy's down there touching the floor. I'm what, like, dude. What about uh, uh, James, 89-year-old <laughs> surgeon? Oh, he's a surgeon? He's a surgeon. Didn't know I followed him. Right. You know, you talk to people. Some, we, we get to know right. each other a little bit, but right. never. Right. Sometimes you know more or others, but somehow I learned he's, a. I, I think, a very successful. I mean, he's 89. Yeah. He's still doing it, I think. Still being a surgeon? Or he's at least giving, like. Um, Consultations. Yeah, he's they at always least, consult. I yeah, mean, like yeah. I would love to be able to, like you know, I know a lot about golf. Like somebody, let me be a consult. You know, my mom's last name is Coots. Okay, so that means yeah, my right. stepdad is Tony Coots. His father was Doctor um, Joseph you, Coots. You got a lot of fourth cousins, don't you? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. There is a lot of fourth cousins. Yeah. That's part of being from Kentucky. Though. I guess I mean, so, you know, right? You yeah, got, you got everybody has a cousin. Um, but you know, when when you look at it and you do that stuff, and you have that healing power, the feel of the healing power, I mean, it's kind of like what Michael Fine said. You know, he feels like he can almost grow his arm out. Oh, yeah. And it's just weird that, you know, that yoga can provide that to so many different people. And then you and I are in there just trying to survive, man. Pretty much. That's like I said. (laughs) If you you were to watch either of us do yoga, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, my God, how do you do that? Right. We're doing our version of the stuff that my mother and the women do, kind yeah, of, right? And Tom Keenan, I mean, you know. Yeah, no, some top, of the men. T- tell me your top top five yoga instructors in life. Oh, wow. That you've ever had. In the 14, 24 years that you've been practicing. Wow, good question. Five, just five. I got my five. Okay. I'll let you go first. All right, I'll go. Uh, got to go Betsy. All right. Yeah. Cause she, I think just she was, name them and then we'll rank be- them. All right, Betsy. Um, I'll go current. Ellie, Amanda. Okay. Abby. Um, You're just going current because no, all I the am. names you can remember, man. No, <laughs> come on, man. There's some truth to that. Uh, I mean, that's... but 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 I do. I like I, I like the current uh, uh, predictable. I like the the 75 minute version. Mm-hmm. I like the current. What's the last time you did 90, man? Uh, I think I have within the past year. You? <sighs> no. Five years, pre-COVID for sure. Um, and then I would say also, uh, who what, did I say four? I said Betsy. You said Betsy. You threw her I, Amanda. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're you sa- said Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. Abby. Abby. Enjoy. Enjoy. I, I went to high school with Joy. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep. Yeah. She just started teaching too. Right? She's great. I, I'm a big right. fan of Joy. Yeah. So those are all current with the exception of Betsy. Well, I, you still see Betsy in <laughs> yeah, there some. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah I know. I know. Yours, I are, your, your, yours is. What, what year did you first do jujitsu? Remind us. Well, I'd never done jujitsu. I'm sorry. I mean, yoga, yoga. Yeah. It was 2010. Okay. Yeah, 2010. So I've been practicing. This will be my 14th year. 13, okay. 13 dog years. Okay. In there. What's your and, five? And uh, my top five. This is great because I've never told anybody and I want to tell. And I'm not going to. I'm going to rank them. 
in order. Betsy's number one. Okay. All right. Betsy's number one. I've always, like, her class, it was just like going in, you were with a yoga goddess in there. She taught everybody how to teach yoga here in Louisville. That's what, you know, that's, and I always loved having her uh, just, like, kind of call you out, you know, in, in the practice when you're trying to struggle. Uh, definitely Tom Keenan, the guy who I was talking about. I mean, I've learned, hey, not to use your man muscles and kind of go around. I followed him for a little bit, and then, like I said, he just dropped off the earth. And teaches Tai Chi. I don't know what he does. Um, never really seen him around. Uh, number three, I like uh, uh, Mary Ann. Okay, yeah. I mean, you she know, did. and yep. so I have to have her in there. She would always, again, kind of that Betsy, like the opposite teaching of Betsy. Betsy was really kind of hardcore Marianne at that time was very kind of nice. There was another yoga teacher there named Charm. I don't mm. know if you remember. She was Indian. Okay. I'm not off the top of my head. I'm not uh, sure. She's good. Admittedly, over the years, I would have probably a couple few years yeah. where I didn't do it at all. Yeah. So, you know. Charm I, was there for quite some time. She left and she started a yoga studio, did something. But she always, and I always hear her voice. And I don't know if it's because, you know, she was Indian. Um, but, you know, just kind of takes preference to when you're doing yoga. And she would always say, tremendous concentration. Okay. <laughs> and she would, every pose, she would always hit it with tremendous concentration. And then uh, I like a Nong a lot. Okay. You know, current yep. staff. I yep. mean, yep. I like all those girls that you named. I mean, yeah. the, the, the. Morgan, actually, I should mention Morgan. Morgan had, yeah. Her wow. classes kick the shit out of me, and I like that. Right. And Morgan, Morgan kind of has a little bit of that old school feel. You know, when okay. she's teaching, I kind of like that too. So, I mean, I, I think the whole group lineup over there is awesome. But the I like the, the idea of the lists for the yeah. sake of an episode, dropping some lists. You gotta have you gotta have some lists down there. But I mean, you know, it's, it's just one of those practices that you can relate back to how you kind of teach other disciplines. I mm. mean, you know, and so like you know, the it, you're in the like jujitsu. I mean, you're it, it's a sport, but it's also survival, right? Could I mean, be, like, could be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you knew jiu-jitsu and somebody came walking up on you, you have a better chance. My dad and my brother don't train at all, but they said to me one time, shortly after I first started training, I think they had had something to drink, and they went, well, I guess if you ever had to go to prison, that wouldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> so they're thinking that I might end up in prison, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Very nice comment, yeah. right? Thanks. I guess that would help you avoid uh, getting raped. Yeah, then they come back, hey, pass the potatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> here they are right but, here. But I, there's some No, I mean, but it's that. a life skill. I mean, you know, I, yeah, you, agreed. You, you're, you're teaching a discipline, and you're teaching a core mm-hmm. move. I mean, you know, there's no other weights or anything out there, oh, okay. right? Okay, yep, right? correct. So, I mean, you know, and, and how that kind of relates to with what you do, because, you know, it Definitely Bikram yoga has helped me become a better teacher. Oh, I believe that. Knowing how the body can rotate and the difference between rotation and internal rotation. Mm. And, you know, and so how does that apply to the golf swing and, you know, the golf nerd in me that we haven't even discussed. I mean, you know, that is how I can uh, can sometimes in the yoga studio, like just sit there and then you look in the mirror and I'm over there making golf swing moves. You know, just looking at myself in the mirror. Just I see you shooting that, a uh, yeah, shooting well, a jumper I, I right now. I'm in in that time of the year that my jumper needs to improve. In the middle of a yoga class, I'll see Josh shooting an imaginary jump shot. It's a free throw, and you know they're going in at that. Line. I guess you're not jumping. You're right. It's a no, free throw. It's a you're free throw. Yep, it's yep. it's right there. I mean, you know, it's I'm, I'm, wor- I'm yeah, I'm working on getting my knees a little bit lower. What percent do you think you shoot from the free throw line? Right oh, now? right now, I know. 
oh, yeah? percentage. Yeah, I'm probably about 67%. Wow. Yeah. For your league? For the church league, yeah. Wow. I mean, but I've had some bad shots. I mean, you know, and I've had... I've had a couple of bad misses. Church 67 is not bad. No, it's not. I mean, you know, I when you look at that, I, I really struggled with that when I first started playing old man basketball and having refs and all that. I mean, I wasn't even until, you know, I'm 50 years old, so this is like I wasn't until 38 when I really started playing in a league like really? that. Yeah, and. So you didn't play in leagues really prior to age 38? No, I was just golf pro in it. And then I, they, got, they had a 35 rule, and I got in kind of that year, whatever. Anyways, long story short, you know, I took a personal when I was missing free throws, and then I watched a, you know, NCAA game, and those kids shoot them every day, and like, yeah, I'm better than him. 67, <laughs> 70% is pretty good. Right, it's Seven not bad, but it, but it needs to be a lot better. I mean, that's why I'm in there trying practice to practice and right there. You're right. But, but it has positively impacted your coaching for golf. Oh, uh, that that practice is impacted everything and in, in about how um, – you know, golf and fitness, you know, and how I kind of go about my days. I mean, you know, and just the recovery process of it, uh, how your body feels when you don't do yoga, um, and the difference, you know, if you take a week off or something like that versus when you're practicing three, four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be able to do it every day like, you know, a lot of people do, like your mom probably does. You know, she's probably close, right? To yoga every day? Yeah. I don't know, honestly. What about like, you? you? I think close, I do right? it every day. I think do I do it more than my mom. That's awesome. Yeah. Right now, I'm about every single day. And occasionally, I'll do a double. I've never done a double. Okay. I've I want to do a double. I'll do crazy shit like this. Like, for some reason, I'll do... There's been Sundays where I'll do the um, 8 a.m. class, and then I'll do, like, the 3 p.m. class, and then I'll go do MMA sparring. <laughs> That's a full day. Yeah. That's a full day. I mean, when I really started doing that, I was like a head so pro. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how I, I got mean, here. I, yeah. did, I didn't choose this. This is yeah. just who I am. I don't know why this is how I get off. But it, it means I'm an adrenaline junkie or something. Yeah, well, I mean, there is adrenaline in there. I mean, I think that's part of the equation why guys, and, and over the last, I would say over the last two years, there's been a lot more guys doing yoga. Oh, yeah. There. I mean, a Who ton have you more. seen in there? I've seen Junior Bridgman. I mean, there's all kinds of people. I mean, you know. Papa John was in there next to uh, me. I've had, yeah, Rajon Rondo was in there okay. a couple of times. Uh, yeah. I mean, just there's a lot of dudes in there, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of bros, a lot of brogas. But that, that. Derek Anderson. That discipline. I mean, you know what's coming at you, and you kind of know the peaks and the valleys and how to handle yourself if you're not going. You know, kind of like what Tom said, you know, you're not using your man muscles the entire time. You don't last as long. If yeah, you do that. Not yeah, 75 minutes. I yeah. Mean, you know, or a 90-minute class. I could only imagine, man, bro. But it's something else. Tell me something else. I want to know one more thing. How do you know? Because we, we talk about talk about social media. We talk about, you know, everybody that is in social media world. You know, you and I have gotten to know each other. This is the first time we've ever talked outside of a keyboard or a what's up, bro, mm-hmm. in the yoga locker room. Um how do you know Malcolm McKinney? Great question. Um, I saw him commenting some funny shit on someone's post, I think, and I added him Yeah, as a friend on Facebook. But years later, so then I started becoming, of course, I'm arguably the biggest Malcolm McKinney fan on planet Earth. <laughs> I am. Right. Um, but years later, I shared a picture of, I think it was Muhammad Ali's birthday. I always share a picture of my dad and Muhammad Ali, and I. this is my same joke. I'll always use it. Uh, happy birthday, to my hum- no, to my dad, he's the one on the left. You know? Oh yeah, have birthday. That's dad. my joke. Yeah, right. To clarify, my Muhammad Ali is not my joke, but or not my dad. 
Malcolm comments and goes, oh my God, your dad's Brian. So he knew my dad from him working at O'Charlie's in Middletown. Like 92 is when my dad managed the MetLife office in Middletown. Right. From 92 through 96 or something. So Malcolm must have worked at the O'Charlie's. He knew my dad before me, but that's how I know him. That's all right. And I mean, and this guy is the best. I mean, you know. And what, so, what's like, so great about Malcolm McKinney, Josh? It, that's a great question. Well, number one, he is a really good dude. So I've known Malcolm. I believe that. actually when he was in high school. So he is really good friends with my best friend, and they were like neighborhood friends. So I got to meet him, kind of high school, late high school, when I got to run around with my boy. Anyways, long story short, just a really, really good dude. And, um, and, and so, you know, you, in life, and especially before Facebook, you wouldn't see anybody for a while. And I Facebook. Mean, so I, I mean, I would run into him every now and then every five, 10 years, you would see somebody. And, and then, uh, we became friends and it was like Malcolm on my second account or Malcolm, it was Malcolm McKinney, I think originally, but, uh, um, the last one, I mean, you know, how many times has he been in Facebook jail? I mean, this guy has been in Facebook jail. I do not know how he's not in Facebook jail daily, right? And he is one of the best follows probably on Facebook that when he's there, Malcolm on my third account or fourth account or fifth account, you want to definitely follow him. And he's a good dude. So what makes him? What makes him right? Why are we? Why are we bringing him up right now, though? Well, we're bringing him up to kind of tie into the Facebook. Who thing is of, he? I mean, what 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 makes him the greatest? What it, what makes Malcolm McKinney the greatest on Malcolm Facebook? Because McKinney, someone who's never heard of him right. is listening. He and they're like, "What's the, so great about this well, guy? Why do he, they like him so much?" He probably is because he walks the Facebook line of racial justice. He's an African American guy, right? Who a lot of times shares very. <laughs> He's terrible. Anti-African-American. Right, he's terrible. Racist stuff. Right. Terrible or, both ways. He's yeah, terrible both, both ways. ways. I mean, this guy is <laughs> terrible both ways. He's a bad, he is a bipolar racist. And then every <laughs> Sunday, so, though, every Sunday, though. He's at church. He checks in at, I love at, at Southeast Christian Church. Yes, I love him. I mean, he checks in, and I mean, he is a. And uh, I believe it. He's t- you know, yeah, I don't, that his, doesn't bother me. Father, I'm, well, not, I'm not questioning. His father was a pastor okay, yeah. for I'm not questioning years. his faith at all. Yeah. That's awesome. It makes yeah. me like uh, that actually is a testament, in my opinion, to his church yeah. because he has a lot of fun. You see people commenting like, what the hell, bro? This is too far. Right. Stuff like that often. Well, I, I, I bring him up right now. Just just the power of social media. I mean, you okay. know, and you think about like how you guys started and where it went from sure. your, your podcast. I mean, you know, just the social media aspect Very of true. building him I up. I would never know Daryl Ray or Malcolm McKinney if it wasn't for Facebook. Exactly. And, and I would have, never know that Malcolm knew my dad. Well, and I mean, you know, and it kind of goes to like, you know, everything that is still out there that is good because there is a lot of good. You just got to look and go and find that. Wow. And I mean, you know, okay. in the COVID world, I end up getting into a circle of, uh, of professionals from Australia, New Zealand, and Asia. And, you know, a circle that I would never have done if I probably didn't have that time to where I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, the, the power of that networking and how it can influence you and go forward. Now, why is he good? Because he influences nobody. <laughs> no, no, he's funny as fuck. There's a guy, there's a white version of him named Tim Gar. The white version of him, you know, you can't get it away. Does he go into Facebook? Uh, oh, yeah. Jail? He's been deleted I mean, but from Facebook a lot. Oh, he has? Yes. Yeah. Um, Tim Gar, complete <laughs> nut. <laughs> um, he is the white Malcolm McKinney. I'll see, you know, Dwight uh, Witten, the personality yes, on the I radio. Yes, I actually do know Dwight. He'll, he loves Tim Gar. Oh, Tim really? Gar's a local Malcolm. He, Tim Gar is the Louisville-based white version of Malcolm McKinney. I wonder if they've met. 
They have met in person. They have. Now, it was after social media, but Tim Does told Tim me. Tim like black, black women? I'm sure he would. He's, mar- he's married Malcolm to a white woman. Likes white girls. <laughs> uh, he's married to a white woman, I should say. All Tim's right, married. Right. Tim, Tim, you know the Smyrna Inn? Well, we know Malcolm's not. <laughs> you know the Smyrna Inn? Yes. His wife's the manager of Smyrna Inn, and Tim's up there about every night. And it's it's like a, a roadhouse type bar. It's a character. It's a bunch I can't of believe I said I knew where the Smyrna Inn is, but I do. I mean, and so Oklahoma legend Tim Gar is correct. Okay, I mean Oklahoma legend. But I I do I like it. The um the the a lot of times people talk about the negative sides of social media and things right. like that. And in Florida right now, not to make it political, they're actually trying to pass some bills to make kids under the age of thirteen unable to access certain social media. So that's an interesting political spin on that. Um, There's all kinds of political spins right now. But, I mean, you know, what's it, the the future of what Facebook and social media is is kind of scary just because of all the adver- advertising. Mm-hmm. And for everything that you really see, what is kind of marketed towards you, I, I find that just kind of creepy. It is a little creepy. I mean, I find that creepy. And how and they I, can, I, I I know Malcolm would disagree with me on this, but I'll go on record as saying, and I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm not. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm not. But but I do think that the people, the social media companies suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the last election was, in my opinion, blatant uh, uh Well, that's been abuse. going on first a while. I that's mean, true. It's, that's it's, nothing it's, new. So it's, there's nothing new. And, and I'm not a conspiracist, but I'm hoping that I have somebody better to vote for than Trump and Biden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, and so let's let it, let it ride when it comes down. I mean, it's just going to be such a bad time. That's why guys like Tim Garr and Malcolm McKinney are awesome on I think, social media. Uh, the, I, I mean, think they'll both vote rather, for Biden. They'll both vote for Biden, I think. Well, you got to vote Tim, for somebody. Tim's an electrician, a union electrician. And so, you know, he's... Union. Yeah, he's a union electrician, so he's got to... I love it. Yeah, so he'll Speaking vote. of union, i got to go to work today, Okay, too, what so. shout-outs, what social medias do you have? Uh, How can someone follow you? <laughs> do not follow me with Malcolm McKinney's on the fourth count. Um, no, but uh, Josh Snyder, I'm on Facebook. Um, JJ Snyder 67, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, what is now Twixer. I call it Twixer. Oh, you on Twitter? I, I don't know yeah. that I follow you on Twitter. Uh-huh. I'll have to make sure. Oh, yeah, I do that. JJ Snyder sixty seven. Okay, and um, but definitely at the Golf Academy. I mean, the Golf Academy PR. Uh, again, very blessed to work with those who want to improve their games. Um, I've had a lot of success with kids moving from their middle school level to the high school teams, and then ultimately going to college. Cool thing about what I do right now, more than anything, Kelly, is that you know I put kids in kids in college. And so, you know, not only am I um, helping them in their golf game and kind of improve what they need to do athletically, you know, it's just like, hey, here's what we got to do to get you if you want to play in the, into the next level. And when, when you get to the next level, how do you make that top five and go dominate that? Very cool. And so, so there's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's an end game. Or not an end game, yeah. but there's a, a path to progression even beyond you. Right. And then at some point in time, I mean, you got to make a choice on whether you want to do that. I mean, you know, there's there's effort and work and time. And, you know, it's a big commitment to play athletics on any level. Is Justin um, Thomas the greatest golfer ever from Kentucky? No. Who is? <sighs> Jody Mudd. I'd say Jody, and then from Louisville, uh, if you're going to say uh, from the Louisville area, I would throw Fuzzy in there. 
Justin is has the potential to have a greater career than both of them combined. Huh. So, I mean, you know, right now, I mean, his accomplishments of what he's done at an amateur level all the way up to where he's at now, winning two major championships at the PGA Championship. Um, I mean, you know, he's he's definitely – the reason why Kentucky golf is hot, but there was a long list of, you know, great players from the state of Kentucky. And there always has been, uh, it goes all the way back to Gabriel, one of, you know, a masters. And there's just a, just a lineage of great players that have came, but Jody Mudd had some tremendous success, won the players championship, uh, competed in the masters and was up on the top of the leaderboard all the time. Um, fuzzy obviously has you know a u.s open and a master's victory so i mean that kind of puts him over everybody who's the greatest golfer all ever ever jack necklace and then followed by tiger woods just based on just based on the records alone uh and then when you look at it in the sense of like who's the most influential uh you know influence between those it would have to say tiger over arnold palmer i mean you know and arnold palmer did everything before that really got jack nicholas into the game well i would say because of jack and what arnold did tiger has not kind of how many that. majors majors right yes how many does jack nicholas have 18 and how many does tiger have 15 okay yeah so think tiger will win another one i think he will get one more in his lifetime okay yeah Okay, good stuff, Josh. Well, I think we covered a lot of different random directions. Yeah, I love it. We did, man. I want to thank you for coming on. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode of the Kelly Patrick Show out soon. Let's go.